Welcome to Premier Scene Podcast, where we grant you your press pass to movie reviews and exciting interviews. Coming up in episode two, The Aftermath, The Hole in the Ground, Fright Fest, Lords of Chaos, The Interfilm Awards and The White Crow. So today joining us, we have the usual gang. We have Ryan, Keith, Anthony and myself. Ryan, would you like to yes, introduce I'm yourself? I'm Ryan, as you now know. Um, Ryan Holloway, and I'm from uh, Fan and Review. Keith? Yeah, I'm Keith Isles. I am an independent filmmaker and a lifelong uh, movie enthusiast. Uh, same here. Uh, independent filmmaker, at least I will be when I make something, and uh, and loved films since the year dot. So so yeah. Didn't so you will be surprised. Wow. And I'm Claire Bueno. I am presenter, film journalist, and um, host of Premier Scene generally. So what have we got coming up today? We have. We've been really busy actually in the last what couple of weeks since we've seen each other last two or three weeks. Um, We've got the aftermath. That's what we're covering today. Horror, the hole in the ground. We've got some interviews from there as well. Keith, you were at Fright Fest, so we're going to hear a little bit more about Glasgow Fright Fest and the Interfilm Awards. We were lucky enough to cover, which is a great incentive for kids to get them, as it says, into film. The White Crow, we've got a lovely interview coming up with Wraith Fines and we'll discuss a little bit more about the life of Rudolf Nureyev. So (laughs) we've got a fun-packed evening in store for us. So I think, should we kick it off with The Aftermath? Because that's currently in Mm. cinemas at the moment. Starring Kira Knightley, Alexander Skarsgård and Jason Clarke. And it's directed by James Kent, who did A Testament of Youth. So it's a great film. Which is a great film, yeah. Oh no, it's it's I, I, it's, 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 it's on the list. See, I've seen that, but not aftermath. Oh, so, well, I've seen yeah. it. So there we go. So, so off- we're even. <laughs> balance. Balance has been resumed. It sounds, like, it sounds like it's got a horribly ugly cast. Well, there. Well, you know, watch. it's a hard watch. It is a hard you know, with Kieran Knightley, Alexander Skarsgård, and Jason Clarke. I have oh, to say, um, but in fairness, all of them are really, really good in this. I yes. have to say, probably, would you agree that Jason Clarke? Is a standout performance. Yeah, uh, it, it usually is. It, yeah, yeah. Really, it's sort of like it's like in roles that could have been very easily just sort yeah. of, you know, misused or, or just not particularly put much into. He always sort of like like put something in there and delivers. So no, he was it was great. I think they all turned out a good performance. Yeah, no, they did. And just to give you a kind of a quick sort of synopsis of the yeah. story, it's set in post-war, post-war World War Two Hamburg, and um, we. We see Kira Knightley. She's going over to meet J- Jason Clark, her husband, who's um, he's, he's like a major, and he's been placed in Hamburg. And we see very much the devastation of what's happened um, to Hamburg with the bombings, which, as we learn, and it's factually accurate, is that Hamburg was was bombed much much worse than London was during the Blitz. Mm-hmm. And so we do see a kind of stark realization of of what happens there, and. Kind of Kieran Knightley and Jason Clark move into Alexander Skarsgård's house, um, and it's this huge, huge, massive house, and Kieran Knightley almost kind of gets swamped in it, really. And Alexander, being German, and we as Brits have been coerced into thinking that the Germans are bad. So there's this kind of 
instant kind of angst between these two people. But what we find um, is that 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 the devastation that's happened to both sides of the family um, helps create this kind of romantic bond between two people that you wouldn't imagine. Um, but we, we, uh, I mean, we've got an interview with James Kent. Do we want to bring yeah, that yes. up? And he can explain far better <laughs> than, I, than I can really about the kind of ethos behind the film and what inspired him. And then we can probably chat a little bit more about what he's got to say. The thing I found like when I watched the film uh, was that it's a film that resonates with you. It lingers and you, you find yourself going back to it. Um, is that something that you found when you first read the script? Well, yes, of course, I can only judge as a director whether something lingers and how I respond to it. If it lingers with me, well, that's the best clue I've got that it's going to linger with an audience. And I think that I like the fact some people say, oh, why didn't I won't give the game away, but why wasn't it a different ending? And I go, well, the different ending would have made it so simple. This ending makes you think about it. And the, the thing as well, if I can com compare it to Testament of Youth, is the commonality is that how war affects individuals yes. and, the, and literally the aftermath. Again, was that a theme that continues to interest you? It does, actually. I mean, it's, it's probably not a coincidence that I've made two films, both about, in a way, what follows after war and... Um, I'm just amazed by how people deal with their grief and get over it and move on. And, and I want this film to be an inspiration for anybody who's lost anybody to, to, to feel that they can rebuild themselves. Actually, time is a great healer. And I think what's really refreshing about this film as well is that we see the story from both sides. The effect that war and the impact that it's had yeah. on, on, on both nations, actually. Was that important for you to, to convey that lack of bias? You know what, that's for me the most important message of the film because Germans are not very often shown to have been victims of the war just like we were. But of course they were. Hamburg was bombed just like London. In fact, it was much worse than London. The bombs that fell on Hamburg in three days was the same as the total dropped on London over the entire war. It was interesting for me learning that from the film. So for authenticity, I imagine the factual accuracy was paramount. Yeah, we were very, very careful about that. We had military consultants, we had medical consultants. I mean, we had more consultants than you'd think for a film that's mostly set in the house. But, but it's, you know, it's just important to get those facts right, really is. Touching upon that house, actually, if I may, there's... Um, I think when we see Kira Knightley's um, part, when she comes in, she's kind of lost, and this house actually amplifies her, that feeling it of does. being lost. I'm glad you understood that, because it's very much is that sense that she's alienated from the world. She's a, an ordinary middle-class housewife, and she's in this enormous house with servants, and it's like, I really didn't need this. I really didn't need these paintings. Can't we just be somewhere, just the two of us? So... It's interesting hearing him, because what did, what did you think, Anthony, when you kind of first saw the film? I liked it. I, it's, it is refreshing seeing something that's set in post-war Germany, that's, because it's, it's just not something we always think about. We always think about how England was affected, how the people who were invaded were affected, but you don't really think about how, what Germany was going through post-war. And, and, and that's one part of the film that I found quite... I know there's the whole love story and everything going on, which obviously is quite an important part of the film because it's quite a big part of it. But for me, it was just refreshing to see, just just taking it from that angle is what kind of sets the film aside from other kind of like, you know, films of this similar kind of film where, you know, there's you know the, the husband and there's like the the younger, good-looking fellow coming, like the ladies' chat, you love a kind of, sort of like scenario. 
But I, yeah, I find that whole thing fascinating. There's a thing about like, is it 8-8? Eight, eight? Heil Hitler, H-8-8 eight, eight oh. they put on there. Oh, yes. It's like a Heil Hitler thing. Yeah. And it's like a H is the eight letter of the alphabet. So that's how they establish who is still a, a follower of, 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 of Hitler. It's interesting though, and just putting the question out to all of us, when you're making films about war, do 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 we is the historical accuracy important? I mean, I I, I want to be educated mm -hmm. when I see films like this, but mm -hmm. is there a balance about how much we get educated and a balance about how much we leave to artistic interpretation? Yeah, I mean, there always is a <clears throat> a balance in that sort of thing. Uh, but I think ultimately, you, you know, you can tell stories about individual characters within, you know, a historical piece like that. And the characters can obviously have their individual journeys, but I think it's important that the, the history around it be accurate. Mm -hmm. unless, it, unless, it's, unless it's a genre, you know, unless it's particularly like... Um, a speculative fiction film or a what-if film or something. But I think otherwise, uh, if it is dealing with, with a part of history, it's pretty important to, like you said, so people learn from it. And, yeah. and obviously, we want sort of future generations to... We don't want to sort of rewrite history, which film can do if you're not careful as yeah. well. You know. it, gives it, it gives it its gravitas, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, you can... It's easy to look at something like Titanic and, and oh, it's a love story and all the teenagers swooned, as I recall, watching that um, every time Leo was on the screen. But as far as I'm aware, they, they were pretty accurate in... Yeah. It's very different when they're telling a story about an individual, like Braveheart was obviously... Like famously got a few facts. Um, uh, wrong yeah, yeah. Say, well, like yeah, they had kilts, things. for example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which was, like, and, and I think really? was it also something really? the blue paint he had? And they didn't have blue paint or something like that. But um, so I think when it's a broader story, I think it's important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds like a really good. Yeah, it's like a really good. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Really, I mean, do you want to pull up as well what? Dare I say the delightful Alexander Skarsgård had to say? That was it. That was it. Him again. I, mean, I know it was. It was, good, it was torturous. I mean, good interview Thank by you. the way with the director. Thank you very and, much. Um, I think you know. I, I really like the way he phrased it, but I think um, what's important is you know when you're when you're talking about general in, individuals in in you know that that aren't you know military commanders or politicians or something like that but the ordinary folk obviously there are good and bad people yes. on both sides absolutely yeah. and, uh, absolutely and, and and you know often um you, you know fiction can can paint one way or the other exactly um, and i think this the lack of unbiasedness in this film makes it really quite a refreshing watch to be yeah, honest like, I, I remember um uh, the mighty Barry Norman, who I will always mention every every now and again, I'll always and why not? Barry. And why not? Yeah. Um, and he was talking about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and he said the Germans, the Nazis specifically, he said were like the perfect. He said that he said they were exactly like the Redskins were before social awareness hit Western. That you know, you know, they were always like being scrupulous, the savages and stuff. And then when you know we just came a little bit more aware of it. So when Germany, when the Germans came, you know, they saved cinema. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
they know you're someone to hate, but it is. I mean, that is. A, but that. But, but oddly, now we're in that sort of like phase because now it's like, well, actually, you know, it's not. The Germans weren't an evil race trying to take up. They were just a group of them, and we're all every sort of everyone's guilty of it. Certainly, the, you know, the yeah, English. Yeah. Well, as, it, as Indiana Jones said in that Nazis, I hate these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, uh, those are the good old days. Anyway. <laughs> Well, so, I haven't got the lighting right on Scar's girl because I know he can look a bit awkward. <laughs> just, uh, I, t- I hate my job. <laughs> it's more funny, just sort of like, like Claire's down here and he's up here. Type. And he's getting <laughs> yeah, the camera angle is a bit awkward. Uh, right, a stiff he? neck by the time I'd finish it. I think he's about six foot four. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's, yeah, he's really tall. Balls. Very jet lagged. Very jet lagged. I, yeah, I hate him already. Yeah. Um, what was refreshing um, from from your character what I thought was um, we see two sides of the story that there are casualties of war from from both nations yeah. um, was that something that attracted you in the script that was that was precisely what attracted me I thought it was uh, quite refreshing to read something that was more nuanced and uh, than uh, some of the stories that come out come out of this this era um, a lot of them are depicted in a very black and white way where good guys versus bad guys and I, I don't subscribe to that narrative, that notion, really. I think it's way more interesting and way more real if you can see the suffering on both sides and uh, that they were all victims. Loss. Yeah, tremendous loss on both sides. Yeah. I don't know, so uh, the thing that was nice. Well, yeah, 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 no, yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, so I, I need to see this. Yes, yeah, I, I know. I, I, I mean, yeah. I took my, I, took, I actually took my mum and my friend to go and see it. and. Yeah, like in every scenario, once you watch it again, second time round, there's so much more that you see that you missed the, yeah, the, you the first relax time. Into it a bit more yeah, it's like as much as when 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 you're reviewing films, you want to go and enjoy the film, and that's the whole point of it. But you're also there to do a job, so you've mm, got to kind yeah, of yeah. analyze. Uh, yeah. Some after time, analyze these films far beyond what any of the general public's actually going to go and do. So it is just nice to go switch up and actually yeah, sit definitely. back and watch something, which is the, the testament of of a lot no, of films that you can do that. Doesn't always work. And when when is that one out? Uh, it's out at the moment, so oh, it's out now. yeah, yeah. So, so we can yeah, go and see it. Definitely go and see it. We don't necessarily yeah. have to go together. And it, it was uh, <laughs> who's it distributed by? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it popcorn. <laughs> Fox Searchlight that's right. distributed yeah, that yeah, one. That's, so that's, that's, that's good. yeah, no, it's really very good. And it's got Kira Knightley as well. And it's got Kira Knightley. Did you want to see Kira Knightley? Of course, I want to see Kira Knightley. That's why you come round. With Kira Knightley because I, I feel kind of like she's largely disappeared over the last well, few she, years. Didn't she have a... Yeah, she's had a she's had a baby, so she, I think she did step out of the yeah the limelight. And she she did that film last year, at the end of last year called Colette, which was oh, um, I haven't seen that. That yeah. was that was okay, good. Yeah, I saw yeah, that right. with a Q and A, and uh, they thought it would be kind of an, an awards worthy oh, right, film, yeah, and yeah. it seemed okay. to be. One of those ones that slipped under the radar, but I mean, it was actually a very good film Did it? and sort of pushed some boundaries to... for its time, you know, for when it was. Set. What was that about again? Because I'm sure it's similar to something else I've it is, seen. Yeah, it's um, it was about. I, I know where you're thinking. You're thinking the wife, probably. Yes. Because yes. essentially, it's about a um, without going into too much detail, yeah. because it wasn't on the program <laughs> That's today. Right. But um, yeah, it's it's about a uh, a woman who who uh, authors some work that is now very famous work but at the time was you know contemporary work in, in that period um but a man takes credit for it the husband uh, in right. fact okay. takes so credit for it like so hence yeah. why it's got some sort of similar parallels yeah. 
um, to, to, to the wife. Uh, okay. Yeah. Was it, what's the Tim Burton one? Big Eyes? Yes, that was about art, wasn't yeah, it? Yes, that was but really that was where... Um, I haven't seen that. That's yeah, really, that's yeah, actually really good. Watching, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, is that it's Amy like, McAdams? I yeah, think it is. Amy, and, uh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams, Amy Adams sorry. Yeah. Amy Adams and uh, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah. And but it's, it's like, I, I put it like Big Fish, because it's, it's not a typical... Even though I love Big Fish. I love Big it's, Fish. It's, it's not yeah, a typical yes. Tim Burton film in ah. some respects, because it's much... Well, actually... Big Fish is actually quite fanciful, but there's a balance between kind of like that. Whereas it's not one of his auteur movies. Oh right, yeah. okay. See, I'd, I'd, I'd still like to see um, see Big Eyes. I've not seen it because I think I think Tim Burton reached peak Tim Burton quite a long time ago. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm all for seeing something a little bit different from him. Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't. It, I just it didn't do that well. I don't think financially in the, no. when it did its run on the, in, in the cinemas, and that's what people seem to focus on. And that's and when you watch the film, it's just like you wouldn't well. It's not again. It's not a typical Tim yeah, Burton yeah. film. So you can see some people might be put off. But you watch it, but this is it's, it's a perfectly good film. There's nothing you know. It's like oh, that was that was oh, the directing. Oh, the acting was shocking, and it isn't. It's a it's just really engrossing. And that yeah, same type of struggle between you know women in success, but you know men essentially take the credit. And whether yeah, or not, okay. and that's essentially big guys. It's whether he did it out of which I don't think Christoph Waltz does because he's a partner. I'm trying to remember from a few years ago. But he, she does the artwork and he takes credit for it. Right, okay. And And he said, well, because she's not going to get taken seriously, so I'll, I'll say that it's me. But then, he, you know, then it's obviously he has... Yeah. It's important for her to continue to be successful because his artwork is, was never anything special, whereas hers is. Ah, right, and so okay. It, it was, yeah, I, I really liked it a lot. And it's slightly different as well for Christoph Waltz as well. It's just a, Even though he's still kind of a villain, but it's a little bit more... Nuance. Not that he doesn't give nuance performances. Oh, we're, we're finishing each other's sentences. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, I'm, I'm, anyway, I'm loving the tangent. It's <laughs> it's really no, no, I know it's good. It's good to have you. We've, got, we've got to keep yeah. on our toes on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might suddenly have to reference films that we've done no research on. That's all part of the fun. Rambling. So anyway. But yeah, good Somebody to have Kira Knightley Somebody who doesn't ramble, Miss Knightley. <laughs> when we see your character, I felt that she was lost and she comes into this big house which seems to amplify that. Is that something that you got when you read the script? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think she's not just lost. I think she's um, grieving in a very extreme way and, uh, and has lost utterly who she is and her entire life you know I mean so yeah and I and I think you know the 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 house in this film is very much a character in this film you know she it's about the the English occupation of Hamburg after the World War Two, and they did repossess German people's houses with all of their uh, belongings in them and and live in them so it, it's a very strange thing to kind of go into somebody's home and you know, take all of their possessions, <laughs> I should imagine. So, yes, I think that's a very big part of the film, yeah. Oh, bless. Oh, yeah, Kira, she was so she's lovely. Back. Yeah, yeah, she was lovely. And there's a beautiful moment in the film that kind of brings everybody together and it, it centres around the piano and her playing Claire de Lune. Um, and it's actually really, it's very moving, as obviously music is always a motive, isn't it? But, um, as, yeah, it's a, it's a really strong and powerful scene where everybody kind of comes together. Um, so yeah, no, I I thoroughly recommend it. I good ha handed over my hard-earned cash to to pay for it. So um, moving swiftly on, we're going to go to the hole in the ground, the which the Ryan ground. and Keith, you've seen that. Yes, a horror film. Tell us more. Yeah, so I mean, the hole in the ground. Um, it's from Vertigo releasing. Um, it's an Irish horror film. 
Um, it's from first-time director Lee Cronin. I think he's done a lot of short, mm-hmm. short films in the past, but this is his first feature. Um, and the, the film basically centres around uh, a girl, Sarah, who, along with her son, I think they sort of allude to a bad breakup um, of the relationship, and she takes her son to this lovely house in, in Ireland. Um, and what ensues after that is one night where... The boy goes missing um, out into the forest, which is conveniently out the back of the house. Um, and whilst looking for him, she finds the uh, the hole in the ground um, from the title. And she can't find her child. And when the, she finally finds him, Chris, I think it is, they get him back to the house. And from then on, he starts to exhibit very unusual behaviour. And then we delve into then, is, is it her son or is she being paranoid and mm. um and so the horror sort of ensues from that tale um and it's 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 really to i'm going to steal someone else's phrase here and i wish i could remember who it is but it's a, a horror film that in, on a lot of ways doesn't really feel like it does anything new but it, it kind of feels like it's sort of shining uh new light through old windows and it's 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 very creepy it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a very uh, emotional film there's a, a very there's a mental health kind of side story that's in there and and it is very horrific and i think for a first-time director um it's a real standout mm. actually and i think that it's it's one that horror fans will like but i don't think you necessarily have to be a horror fan i think you no. can probably get a lot out of it actually no I, I i agree i mean um i thought it was uh it's proper creepy it's got some <laughs> proper i mean one of the things one of the things the director does very does, well actually is he deals with the suspense and the horror aspects very well. You know, mm. he's, he's, he's clearly very um, skilled in the craft at doing that. So it, it, it's very slickly put together. Um, and it's sort of entropothic in, in, in some respects. Um, it's one of those films that, and there's no, sorry, no spoilers on this, this um, podcast, but um, it's one of those films that... It's not spoiling it to say it has a somewhat ambiguous ending, Mm. but it's not one of those ambiguous endings just for the sake of it. It's one of those endings where you can take so many different outcomes away from it and you think about it afterwards. And we we did. We had a chat. And and like we both sort of had slightly different thoughts. And we we, we had a discussion about it. And you sort of think, you know, it's one of those things where you think it could have been one way and then you have another think about it on a slightly different angle or take and you think oh it's that way so it's so it's very clever it's got yeah, very, very it's yeah, very, very layered clever. and um and it is it's not one of those films which you can just watch and then walk away from and you know the beginning middle and end it's one of those films where you walk away from it, you're still thinking about it afterwards. Mm. and that's the key that's isn't it because um, that's yeah, what you yeah, want from yeah. any film really is that yeah, you've yeah. had some kind of reaction to it yeah, yeah. and it definitely you, I mean you was, what you were saying about the whole me- playing on the mental health and paranoia um, it definitely definitely deals with that but then it can deal with the, there's some other really weird stuff which we can't get into yeah there's we'll a weirdness um, but yeah I, I think and it's just nice that this is a, a essentially a, a fairly low budget Irish yeah. horror film and um, well, that was the thing, wasn't it? Yeah. It is low budget, but what's what's quite nice watching it is that it's low budget, but he somehow managed to eke every penny 
to somehow make it almost look like a studio mm. horror film. Yeah, it fantastic. looks amazing. It and does. it looks good. Um, mm. And uh, Shauna Kerslake, who plays Sarah, is, is wonderful. I, I don't think I've seen her in anything before. Um, but a real find was, was James uh, Quinn Markey, who plays the son, oh. Chris. Yeah. Who is probably the creepiest <laughs> child? Kid. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best possible way that the kid can act. I mean, yeah. he's he's such a find, I think. And there's definitely a moment, and I'm not just saying this. I think you probably agree with this, but there's. I'm not just saying it to coin a phrase. But there was definitely a couple of moments where I had the hairs on my neck were standing up. Oh, but, yeah. but literally, because there was there was a couple of real key moments which I won't we won't spoil here. But it's it's definitely one to watch, and it's um. It's out now. Um, I think it's View Cinemas. It's mostly in, so you can still catch yeah. it. Yeah, I think um, it's a limited, yeah. fairly limited yeah, release. Yeah, it's quite a small yeah. But well, do do um, Ryan? You had the pleasure of interviewing did. Shauna, didn't you? Shauna and and, and, Lee. and yeah. Lee. So can we? Anthony's Anthony's going to flex his. Uh, oh, awesome. actually, my fingers cracked. <laughs> they, they, um, that they was were nice. They Little must, sound effects. So nice. <laughs> you said you said you came away, didn't you? Feeling really kind of full of enthusiasm after yeah, speaking with yeah, them as they well. Yeah, they were both absolutely lovely, and you can tell that he's you, you just you just get a feel for someone that he's going to have a future. This guy, he he knows what he's doing, and uh, and I hope to see Shorter in some more stuff because I thought she was I thought she was wonderful. I just wonder whether as well that, that whether horror is a great. Uh, a great genre for filmmakers to sort of cut their teeth. Mm. You know, we, we speak to a lot of horror filmmakers, don't we? Kind mm. of with yeah. our respective careers and what we do. And it does seem to be even kind of big names. I mean, I'm thinking John Krasinski. I mean, The Quiet. A Quiet, quiet, a quiet Place. A Quiet Place, that's it, yeah. A Quiet Place. I mean, you wouldn't think somebody of his ilk would mm. be starting his directorial debut mm. by making a horror film. And, and now a franchise. And that, yeah, yeah. Well, I think with horror films as well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a big horror fan, but I kind of feel like horror fans on the whole can be quite open and quite forgiving. And I think they can be... I think it is a good way, actually, for a new director because I think horror is... The fan base is there. Yeah, yeah. You've got is, an instant yeah. fan base. If your first film's a horror, you've, you're instantly going to get it seen... By yes. a lot of people, because the horror fans are, are very passionate. Yeah, um, they are. In, in the best and possible inclusive way. as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it's also, I mean, it is the horror genre is also uh, a very good genre for experimentation yes, as well. Yes, true, true. Actually, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you can do yeah. experimental films in in horror. I mean, obviously, you know, we've had found footage. Yes, you know, yeah. We've we've had the mockumentaries. Um, nowadays, we've got this what they're calling screen life. Which oh, okay. is, Ooh, t- which is um, tell me more. It's essentially uh, imagine the desktop on yeah. your on your laptop there. The, the the cinema screen represents the screen of your laptop, your right, desktop. Okay. So all of the action happens in terms of social media oh. and the camera and the internet, and it's blending all those technologies. Okay. And there's been. You know, there's been a couple of horror films um, produced by Jason Blum and uh, oh, yes, called Un- yeah. Unfriended, and and there's yes. a sequel. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, but, yeah. but there was also a great thriller last year called Searching, which um, starred John Cho, and it was okay. um, about yeah, basically okay. um, uh, um, he plays a, a, a you know Asian American right, father in, in in living in Los Angeles, and his uh, daughter goes missing All right. and the only thing that he has is is her laptop oh. so the, the, the film is essentially from him 
from him trying to get into her, you know, uh, yeah. de the desk uh, and using social media and her files and her chat rooms and all of this sort of thing to try and um, unravel this yeah, mystery, yeah, mystery and, and, find out. and it, and it works. I mean, you think, you think, you think, mm, how's this going to work? All being okay, they they make one or two slight cheats, but essentially they stick to those rules, and and it, I bet and she it was works. Well, angry when he found when she found out. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a spoiler. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, well, we don't exactly. But you can, you can, you can experiment. Yes, and it's like you say, you can, you can really play around, and you can, if it isn't always at the quality that you want it to be, for whatever reason mm. that might be within horror, whether it may be the acting or maybe the you know the sets or anything like that. But as long as you actually, you pull off what you want to do, people do resonate with it. And that is it. You are yeah. you are allowed to fail to a certain yeah, degree, yeah. and then you can and, and like all of us, you do stuff and then you move on, and the next time you kind of get over those kind of things. But you can do that with her, but you, you just can't do with anything. Maybe a bit with sci-fi, although sci-fi always tends to be at least thought of as more expensive because you probably got to be in a spaceship yeah. or something like that. But horror, there is that. I mean, the amount like yeah, Peter Jacksons and all that—they've all started doing horrors, and mm. that's where you know you do get that kind of fan base because people do jump in and get on with that. And, James Gunn and all that kind of mm -hmm. thing. They yeah. almost like horrors was originally the way they got a, where they got their careers. Mm -hmm. So I, I do, yeah, I find horror. I always sort of, even when I was back at film school, it was like, to do a horror, and it isn't like a conniving way, well, we're going to do a horror, then we're going to get it. It's not about, it's just like you can. You can go there and you it, can fail or you it, can succeed, yeah. and you're not it really, judged any other way. You can, you're allowed yeah. to do that. You can't do it with dramas. and no, it's true. Well, it, it does tap, like, tap, just, it, tap into people's senses, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you've got, you know, Throughout the history, respected filmmakers have still made horrors. You know, Stanley Kubrick yeah. made a horror. Um, you know, and in more modern times, you've got the likes of Jordan Peele, which is really, he's really taken yes, the yeah, horror yeah. thriller genre, but using it to deal with, you know, much more than that and saying things about, you know, what's going on in society and, you know, social issues. Yeah. Um, so it, it can be used as that sort of platform as well. Yeah, and yeah. It's, uh, so it is very layered. And, yeah, and, I, also, and yeah. I always think of horror as a sort of mixed genre as well, because, you, you know, we've got comedy horrors, we've got sci-fi horrors, we've got psychological horror. There's so many different types of monster, it, yeah. monster yes, it's movies. True. Yeah, you're yeah, right. You know, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. Should we should we see this interview? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, no, no, I, I know it's my fault. I totally, I totally sent, sent us off on a different tangent. But Welcome what to the what? tangent podcast. The <laughs> tangent podcast. That's us. Congratulations on the film as well. Thank of you. Course. Thank you. Um, uh, Lee, I mean, did you did you set out originally to be a cause of insomnia when you made the film? Mm. Um, I haven't slept much since watching it, so thanks for that. Excellent. That's, I'm really pleased to hear that. Uh, <laughs> I guess the answer would be slightly yes because my, like what I, one of the things I like about horror movies is their ability to actually stick with you afterwards, um, sometimes more so than other mm -hmm. genres. Um, and I like the idea that you know someone might turn out the lights and the first thing they think about when they ch try to go asleep is what they've experienced um, in the movie that you've made. So it's not like I wouldn't put it out there as like this is my goal, but it's certainly part of the um, the motivation a little bit. Yeah, I've always liked that idea of playing those magic tricks on people. And you you were. Was horror, was it always a deliberate attempt to make horror your first feature or was it kind of right script at the right time? A little bit of both. I think it was 
likely going to be a horror because I've done a number of horror shorts and I've got quite a few horror ideas on my on my slate. It's always going to be kind of a mystery, mystery, <laughs> it's a really Irish name, a mystery or a thriller, um, or uh, or something in that slightly leaning darker space. I like the tools of kind of dread and tension. So yeah, it wasn't a surprise to me or I think any of my colleagues that it was it was a horror movie. And the, I mean, obviously the the forest acts as this beautiful uh, backdrop to the film was, but there must have been some difficulties filming in a forest. Yeah, both of you imagine. Yeah, I think for me it was about finding the right spots, and sometimes it just things seem really obvious that you want to be able to do, but you just can't. Like as you you mentioned this um, previously, we were talking about like just clearing pathways. Mm. You might love the way certain trees look, but you're like, we can't actually get a safe route for Shauna through here at say the speed we want to add her you know so there's a lot there's Lots a lot of footage of me just stacking it <laughs> yeah. <Do you> know? <laughs> yeah so that, that that's I think the real challenge is really for you because you're the one that has to perform within that environment um, but I suppose for light I suppose yeah. like, that's the well. yeah it was it, it did bring a certain amount of challenges Leave it there. Yes. It's, eight, it's eight minutes. Yeah, it's, nine, eight, yeah, it's first. Nine, yeah, ten good, minutes. Good interview. So. Oh, ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's a lovely yeah, interview. Yeah, they they yeah, seem lovely. They were very. As soon as they were the two of those sort of people that you walk in. As soon as you walk into that environment, they're just instantly welcoming. So that put me at ease. Yeah, yeah. instantly nice. disarming, really. But yeah, it's, it's one of those films as, as well. I would imagine, and and when. The, it's interesting when you interview these people and you see how passionate they are about it as well. It makes you want to champion it even mm. more. Doesn't and the, it, really? the two of them had a nice rapport together as well, um, and and that was sort of a nice thing to see. So they've obviously they obviously bonded quite well. Yeah, over, that was over, over, the, over the film. Over 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 being frightened to death and yeah, talking of being frightened. Sorry. No, I was okay, just going to no, say, no, no, I, I, say I hope this opens more doors for them. Yes. And, yeah, uh, I agree. And, and other opportunities because mm. because it it really is a. You know, nicely put together. Yeah, film. no, it's really an inspiring really for uh, you know yeah, nice other oh, young filmmakers out there, out, there out in cinemas, Vertigo releasing, and pretty yes. much in the view. Yeah, View Cinema seems to be um, the cinema of choice. It was quite a limited release, but yeah, View Cinemas. Fantastic, and we are staying on the theme of horror. So <laughs> Keith was lucky enough to go to Glasgow Fright Fest last uh, week or the week before. Now, yeah, the time seems to fly. Flown by. So, well, literally, you, 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 flew, you flew up, did you? By I right? did. You yes, did. Yes. Oh, yeah, this year I could. Oh. The previous year, the weather wouldn't allow. Oh, okay. This year, the weather was fine, and um, yeah, it was great. So there's no problem. What so, class? Um, what class? Mm, come on. <laughs> so we're first class. Private jet. Private jet. Yeah, so, of course. Private jet. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I just halo. So, I, I halo jumped. I, I halo jumped I out. Like, I got you know. I'm like, oh, Ben Nevis. Now's the time to jump. I did my full-on Tom Cruise. Yes. So, so tell yeah. us about Fright Fest at Glasgow. Was it yeah. um, all that it lived up to be? It was actually this year. I've been, you know, I mean, I've been doing Fright Fest now for some years, but Glasgow for the last three. And out of the three years I've done Glasgow, this was definitely the best. I had a really good atmosphere this year there. Um, obviously, it's not as crowded as London and you only have the one screen. So they were able to do a lot of Q&As. Um, oh, that's nice. I like that. Which you know, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I you, you yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I do, actually, well, yeah, as well. We all, yeah. we all do, us yeah. film fans, you know. Um, so that was really good. Um, and also, there's there's usually, I mean, it's fair to say at Fright Fest, you know, back on the sort of horror thing like mm. we were just talking about, you, you know, quite a variety of quality 
All right. However, they were all of a decent standard. <laughs> yeah, this that's year. really good. I mean, there yeah. were no, there were no absolutely Rotate terrible <laughs> films um, uh, at, at Glasgow. But we're going to have we we we've done some special interview yes, episodes. Yes, we have. Yeah. So I'm not going to linger too much no. on it now. We're gonna we're gonna uh, dig in. Um, Myself and William McLaughlin, who's one of our friends, yeah, who, yeah. who lives and in Glasgow, Premier scene, yeah, part of Premier Scene, yeah. and um, uh, I met with him up there, and we went and saw it. So he and he and I do a spoiler-free overview of all of the films. You do, it's over quite granular, isn't it? Yeah, and um, and then we've also got a couple of special interviews where we were able to get um, some guests. Um, yeah. uh, some of the filmmakers agreed to um, to actually uh, uh, you know talk to us about yeah, it. Do. It's I've quite got, good because we, we, we've got a bit of a variety because one of them um, freaks, which is uh, Zach Leposky and Adam B Stein. Yeah. Um, that is a that they they're both based in the US, and that was a um, you know a fairly slick. Um, it's not a high budget studio film as such, but it had, you know, it stars Bruce Dern and Emile oh, Hirsch and, oh, great and Grace Park. You know, yeah. it's, it's got some, it's Real, got some na- names in it, and 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 some visual effects um, that, that 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 work quite well. So we've got them on uh, again. It's spoiler free, but they do talk about the production. Um, they also talk about. Uh, sort of their passion for movies and how they got started in Fantastic. the business and things of that nature. So they've got quite an interesting story yeah. and they were very enthusiastic. So we've, we've got them on. And then at the other end of the spectrum, I saw a, uh, a, 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 a very small budget independent um, film, comedy horror film, uh, made by some very young filmmakers and it was called Here Comes Hell. Okay, And it's uh, sort of like a 1940s... It's shot in black and white. It's in the Academy ratio. And it's sort of like an Agatha Christie-esque type film about people in a, a group of people in a haunted house. Um, and but, but then it's got your sort of early Peter Jackson oh, type gore effects and things okay. going on. So it's wow. really... Yeah. And we've got the um, producer who's Olivia Loveridge. And the director Jack McHenry. Um, I hope I've remembered everybody's name correctly. <laughs> but uh, yes, we, 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 we've got we've got yeah, them. Jack McHenry. Yeah, we've got we've got them on for an episode as well, yes. and uh, talking about you know obviously very different circumstances around the making of their film. But again, you know, it, it works. Mm. It, it's it's there's a lot of passion. And um, it really is kind of a labour of love type film and, and works really nicely. But they're both very different films. So we've got a little bit of a, um, a variety there. And of course, we wanted to try and get to some more filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, but, you know, that, that's hard to do. In terms of, uh, you know, just to mention a couple yeah, for me that were standouts yeah. uh, before we get into um, yeah. Lords of Chaos, which was the opening film. But... Um, a couple of standout ones for me. Uh, there was a um, a Danish film oh, called Finale. Or, uh, oh, okay. or fa- I think it's pronounced fin- Final. Yeah, right, but it's okay. felt like Finale. And that was, I mean, that's that's a hard watch for anyone that, you, you know, is a bit 
squeamish and whatever. It's 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 got, but it was it was really slickly put together, um, and you really sort of invested in the characters in the film, so yeah. it worked really well. Although, you know, it is very horrific, and um, you know, again, well, we, like, we, like bloodthirsty. Yes, yeah, yeah right, it's, okay. it's got a, it's got a bit of dare I say it sort of torture porn going on I was going to say was there. it over the top but, gore or was um, it that kind of realistic they really they gore? really went there right. and it is realistic okay. but it's effective and I, well, right. for me I, I, you know I thought that worked and then there's another film which some argue wasn't really a horror film it was more of a action thriller but it definitely had horror elements and it was called The Witch Part 1 The Subversion oh, right. <laughs> South, okay. South it Korean rolls off yeah it rolls okay. off the tongue um, South Korean film um, of kind of about the super soldier program so it's, it's the sort of thing that's been been done before where you know um, youths have been experimented on to make them you know sort of better faster stronger more intelligent you know all, all that sort of thing. yeah they, they've, they've done it in many yeah, things yeah. Um, and, and yeah exactly all, all of those sort of things soldier <laughs> soldier the Kurt Russell oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. film obviously yeah I mean it's, it's been done in loads of stuff so um, both both you know TV literature and, and mm. movies um, but no I really enjoyed this I mean this this kind of pushed some boundaries in terms of action um, sequences and I kind of you know I kind of liken it to those for, for me in my life you know those sort of tentpole films like you had Terminator 2 Judgment Day yeah. and then you had like The Matrix and this is kind of in oh, that okay. sort of in that in that oh, sort wow. of brand in the way that it's actually um does act action yeah. which involves hand to hand combat and gunplay and all of this sort of thing. But mm-hmm. of course, what's really good about this is there's 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 some really interesting drama in it as well. In fact, drama D really. Right, okay. It. Um so that stood out. But but you know, that, that that's just to name a couple. But there yeah. there were was that, that was a foreign language movie. Did you say? In fact, all the ones I've talked about. Oh, there, oh yeah, well, no, 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 not, yeah. The, sorry, the two I've just mentioned were, were both foreign language. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yes. Well, it's um, nice that they're opening the doors to a much, you know. Well, I mean, Fright Fest the, always has. Yeah, it's I been think, quite I think inclusive, isn't Fright, it? Really. Yeah, with Fright Fest, it's always been really global mm-hmm. and very irrespective of budget. Yes, that's so true. So you get. Yes. Everything from micro budget horror features right the way through to you know early studio releases, um, and and sort of everything in between mm. from wherever in the world. And I mean that's one of the that's one of the really cool mm. things that uh, that Fright Fest do. Yeah. So I mean, I've, I've not had the pleasure. So I was no, 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 I've, no, I've never no, had the pleasure of, of going. But it's it's one of those events where I kind of know that these are the films that I'm going to be hearing about. Mm-hmm. They they always seem to have films that. There's some sort of buzz, Suddenly yes. Suddenly get a buzz, yeah. so I, I always look forward to what comes out of Glasgow. Well, we, we were there, what, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was two years ago, wasn't mm-hmm. it, when we went... Was it three years ago when we went to Glasgow? I went... Oh, I, it was, yeah, yeah it, it was. was. That was my first year. Oh, yeah, first yeah, time. yeah, because yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we went... Because we've been, obviously, making our documentary... Cleaned up the town, remembering Ghostbusters are coming out later on this year. Plug, plug, uh, there you go. And um, so we were up there to try and promote and try and get some funding and etc and etc so i must admit i found it a much more kind of intimate event because it's just based in one cinema anyway which i know fright fest is anyway um well actually it does two now apparently um what i what what i get the from the people who are really long-term fright festers as i said i've been going for about 
six, seven years now, but I know people who have been doing it. It's been running for nearly 20 years. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the 20th anniversary next year. Yeah, yeah. And um, they said that the Glasgow one is very much like the original London ones were. Before they they got big and before they got, you know, bigger sponsorship and more popular and multi-venue like you said it's prince charles and it's a west end mm. cinema as well so um it's got a lot bigger um but this had a real and, and you know credit to the, the 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 guys um uh alan and paul and greg and uh, uh ian. ian yeah um they all came and actually spoke to me oh, individually at, at that which i really appreciate yeah they, yeah, they, they, probably got... that. they, yeah, they do yeah. And yeah they do and it was a really good atmosphere this this was probably one of the best I've been yeah, at. And, I mean any anyone who wants to know more, um frightfest.co.uk we may as well give them yeah, a plug absolutely. as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, they, they they run one in, in the summer at the bank holiday August bank holiday weekend. Which is like normally that's like a four day event. Yeah. And then they run a two day event in sort of March time in yeah. Glasgow, which is the one we've just been to. And then they also every year run a Halloween event yeah well, which is a day's yeah. event and you get to see you know like a seven films in a day uh we, we, you know which is great yeah, so, so it's like our average average day really. which yeah, yeah. out of all the different oh it's weird it, it's i mean the london one is a, a big event yeah. it's a buzz yeah. too yeah um but i i must admit i kind of enjoy going up to glasgow and uh that. But you just yeah, uh, you're like <laughs> I just see you running from one screening to another. When you're in right, London yeah. now, and even when, when, when you're in Glasgow, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go and get coffee, and uh, I'll see you later. Okay, then and off yeah. you go. Well, unfortunately, that's about all you've got. Yeah, time. that's yeah. right. But when, when you're watching six or seven films a day, you've literally got about twenty. Especially if they have a Q and A, you've literally got about twenty minutes between each film, so it's just enough time to. Maybe grab a sandwich and a coffee or something, and then yeah. straight back in. But I, I love it. I mean, yeah, I, I you'll so. see in the video how naked yeah, yeah, we both yeah. looked because <laughs> we filmed it like literally the following day, and we were yeah, totally I've seen, I've seen the preview. Did you know, have a shower? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a so, good job. There's not smell of vision. That's exactly. What I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> no, I did shower. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't to question your your clean cleanliness. Your cleanliness. Your cleanliness. Um, so while you were there, you've seen Lords of Chaos, and Ryan, you have also yes. been to a screening of Lords of yes. Chaos. Mm. Tell us a little bit more about yeah, you, you, I've been about that. Too much. You you've seen, well, I don't know. I, 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 I love listening needed, to your warm, silky voice. Catch your breath. Wow, where do we start with Lords of Chaos? So, I mean, Lords of Chaos is true-ish story of uh, a band in the in Oslo, in uh, Norway. Um, uh, a band called Mayhem. That was almost die-hardish. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah as in. Um, <laughs> this, is our, this, is, right. this, is our, this is for our American uh, watchers uh, or listeners. You know, it's not everything isn't in London. Um, so and no, we don't all live next door to the yeah, Queen. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's Norwegian, a Norwegian band called uh, yeah, yeah, left us now. Uh, a black, a black metal, metal. black metal band What's called Mayhem. Metal? 
Norwegian black metal Norwegian. is a very hardcore oh, right, okay. metal. A genre. A genre. This band Mayhem kind of created. Right. Um, They're a real band, are they? Yes. And this is the kind of the true story of how that band formed in the, in the late 80s and then through the 90s. Um, and it's about the band um, and the sort of more extreme things they go to and they also have like it's almost like a, a, a sect or something they have like the black circle and it's just the band and their close friends um, and the circle of trust yeah it's a, bit, <laughs> and it's a bit like that and it's these group of people and it's not just about the band it's about the lifestyle of black metal as well oh, okay. and uh, they one sit there's the a guy they bring on as their singer a guy who calls himself death um, got their attention by sending in a demo with a, a dead rat, I think, as I recall correctly. That's correct. Um, and he became their singer. Um, and then uh, at the beginning of the film, there is a particularly uh, nasty scene involving him. Um, and then basically it's about a guy that they come across called Varg, and he gets involved, and then things get more extreme, and there's things like... Uh, church burning mm. and uh, yeah it's, it's, it's not a film for the church goers is it's it? not a film for the church it's, it's, goers. it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna alienate the uh the, the church going oh right sure. okay um but but yes also faint-hearted yeah yeah it's um, a very it's a very uh visceral um very visceral film it's very visually unpleasant i, th I think it's actually worth noting that it, because it deals with I don't think it's a spoiler. So, I mean, it does deal with suicide. Right. Um, and I think that it's actually probably worth... And people... knife crime. Yeah. Oh, and really? and, some, yes. some, pretty, and mm -hmm. some pretty graphic scenes. And I think it's worth noting that if you're going to watch the film, you, you, you need to be sort of mentally prepared for right. that. And that there is going to be some very graphic and, and very disturbing scenes in the film. Well, some, somebody at Fright Fest just, you know, and this is a horror audience yeah. and I'm not you know yeah, so I'm not going to name the sort of individual no. but yeah, somebody yeah. was actually turn the camera sick I don't know who it was but some some poor gentleman in the audience was actually sick during it oh my Jeez. god actually threw up and we had to stop the film oh, really? Really? he had to have medical attention uh, and it's that disturbing and oh, I know because even I was like oh gold and and it's it's a really and there are there, there are at least three really brutal Very scenes brutal. in it I mean, brutal to the point you just think, oh, just stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, you, you want you it to stop. Oh, really? Yeah, you absolutely yeah. want it to stop. And and I think that, and also just to add to that, you always hear about these films, I think, you know, back in the day when people walked out of The Exorcist or fainted or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I had a similar experience at the screening I was at where someone had a very uh, strong reaction. Uh, again, no names. <laughs> uh, we were um, at different screenings. We were at different screenings. Um, but, but there was someone in that screening who had a very uh, strong reaction to it, um, to one particular scene, and, and he, he or she um, left the screen. Um, I mean, it's, it's a, I think the, the director's at Yon, Jonas. Oh, you've asked. I've oh. got it somewhere. Jonas Ackerland. He's, oh, a, he's a music video director, yeah. but he also directed the um, Polar that's on. Uh, Netflix, I think. Oh, right. right. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so he's sort of done that and then mostly music videos. Um, and it stars one of the Culkins, Rory yes. Culkin. Rory Culkin, yes. Oh, what, in this, um, in this one? Yes. Yeah, this, I um, mean... And he's... Ex for me, well, I thought he was exceptional. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's... Polar, an, an, another... Just, just, just bugging me now about Polar. Polar is that one with... Uh, with Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh! Okay. Okay. 
I mean, what's that mic? What's that mic? I know that there's some negativity. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not seeing that. But I am going to say that. I'm sorry. I know nobody sets out to make a bad film. Mads Mikkelsen was ace. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really. Sorry. Mr. Franchise. I was really very keen on We love Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, we love Mads Mikkelsen's amazing. But one of the things with this film that was quite interesting is even though. As we both said, you know, there's there's some really brutal horror, you know, like re- real realistic horror, which is brutal yeah. in it. But there's it's also a really odd film because it's 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 quite amusing in places. Oh, there's some it? definite there's, black there's, humor there's some in there. Bla- some real black movies. comedy in this film, and um, and also there's the, the, there's of course the, the 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 drama stuff is quite strong in it as yeah. well because it's a you know, it's kind of that difference between saying and doing and popularity right. about, you know, speaking something up in a big way, but actually whether yeah. you go through with something and you oh, kind right. of, okay. the, the two main sort of characters in this are the yin and yang of that, really. They're the extremes of those mm. right, okay. of, of those approaches. Mm. And again, that's not a spoiler, is it? No, I don't all. think so. Um, I don't think so at all. I, mean, I think the, the, the film... You know, I mean, I've I've never been into that particular genre of music. I mean, I know people that, that are. I think the the film kind of sums up the, the the kind of I guess the way the mainstream would view that genre of music and everything that goes along with it and that behaviour and um, the kind of self harm and the, the, there's a lot of that that in the film. But I think that what comes out of it is it is very violent, but there there is some very funny scenes in it. There's some very human mm. human scenes in it. And I think it's one of those films where I really feel like it, it deals with with life and death and, and looks at those things in a in a very sort of hu- almost a humorous and tragic way. It's not trying to glamorize anything, it's not trying to glorify anything. It's it's saying that this is actually how people did live mm. in Yeah, well it's embracing it's embracing the culture and the time and what yeah. they're into it. It's embracing those right. sort of three things. Yeah. I mean, the thing that both of you have honed in on is the, the, the kind of the, the gore and, and just that, again, that visceral kind of reaction that mm. people have had. But is there a, is there a story there? Yes. There is. Yes. And Most it's definitely. a strong story. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Okay. And I think that's what knits it all together. I think the film comes in at just under two hours. Right. Um, but it's 112 minutes. 112 oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. And it's released by Arrow Film. It is oh, Arrow Film. It's actually an Arrow Film. I love Arrow Films. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to plug them too much because I think they're amazing. Oh, we plugged them last we, we time. We plugged them, yeah, yeah. Ring, wasn't it? Not the ring, but ring. 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 Yeah, yeah. Not Pingu. They're doing Pingu. Nice. But they, yeah, and it's really quite a stunning film in a lot of ways. I, I mean, I've, I saw it quite recently, so it's kind of still settling in my mind mm. a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think it should cut... It, almost, it would be one of those films that they show on TV, and it's if you've been affected by any of the events in this film, it's that kind of... Oh, right, thing. Okay. It's, it's okay. very... It, and, yeah, it, it delves deep. And I will say one last thing about just about Glasgow, and, and mm. Frightfest actually takes place during the Glasgow Film Festival. Yes, that's right. So... Um, in fact, they were showing Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right, they um, did, indeed. But, uh, you, you know, so I, w- I obviously wasn't there for that long, so couldn't experience all those things. But, you, you know, there, there are 
loads of screenings going on of both, again, from all over the world, different types of film, um, and even classic films, like, uh, you know, two years ago when I went, I saw Dog Day Afternoon on, oh, okay. on the big screen, oh, okay. which I hadn't seen on the big screen before. You know, it's always been a home video film, you know, mm. growing up and whatever. So, um, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity if anyone's thinking of going to, you know, um, sounding like a representative yeah. for come visit Glasgow.com yeah. or something. It's but pretty But, you know, um, it, it, it would be a good, if you are I'm really into yeah, films, which yeah, I'm yeah. assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you, you are, probably are. Otherwise, you've completely stayed in the not wrong direction, yeah. 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 But, you know, I'd love to go. I've never been, but I, I love the London event, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go. You'd be up for that next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, film we could do a, a premier scene yeah. podcast from there. You'd have a film there. Oh, well, yes, that's something to, an incentive. Just to round that off, Ryan. Yes. Um... It is coming out, isn't it? Yes, what out March 29th from Arrow. Fantastic. Thank you very much. In cinemas or just really? Uh, cinemas. Yeah. Cinemas, cool. wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, moving on to something completely different and, and far more uh, child-friendly. Um, yeah. We were lucky enough to be invited to cover the Interfilm Awards. Oh, yes. And that was, was that not Monday just gone? It was no, it was week yes. on Monday. Week on Monday. Um, and it's a it's a, a lovely event. It's been running for five years, and as it says, it gets kids into film. And and what's God, don't know they're born. They don't know. Well, you know, that's what's amazing about it because that. Well, where where we grew up in Devon, we certainly didn't have that kind of opportunity. So mm. this is a national initiative. Mm. So kids all around the UK. Um, Ireland, I think Northern Ireland, yeah, Northern Ireland as well, and, and, and Scotland, um, you know, get the opportunity, clubs run through the schools, all kind of extracurricular uh, clubs as well, all have the opportunity to either go and make films, learn to write about films, or mm. even just have the experience of have a cinema experience um, of experience of watching films, so world films, so the, the teachers will come and show kids not just, you know, um, it'll be like Cinema Paradiso and oh, uh, you know wonderful. what I mean and all these kind of wonderful films so it's a really yeah. great initiative and yeah, they have a... they do the reports and stuff as yes, well it's they not do. just yes. like they try and cover like all yeah, aspects really, of it like it's, it's really not just good. about going out and making films it's also well if you want to be more like what we do and be this yeah. side of the sort of like of a, the film industry mm-hmm. and um, I even went and did a talk there a few you years you did back. actually yeah, that's I how we got involved wasn't it yeah they did yeah and I was just like you know, I don't, I don't do that much. And I know no, no, it would be great. And this was down in Dorset. I went to this school and they showed me around their facilities. Like, they paid a bloody fortune at my film school. And did I love the amount of stuff that these kids Oh, got. yeah, yeah. sod. And it does, it does kind of put you in that little kind of that environment. Like, you know, you have to kind of up your game because if this is what people are being taught now, they're being taught, they're, and they were t- being taught everything. Yeah, yeah. shopped a lot. And, and I was like, I just learned about films. But as, you know, as, you know, we saw better films growing up, and, we did, uh, and also they will, we be, they will be in so much debt by the time they're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's like, uh, not well, to get you know, we're in debt for making films, thanks very much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hey, you're not wrong, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yes. um, it's like that, don't wear a that t shirt, yeah, no, they don't, but it was, it was great, living on baked beans, yeah, beans on toast. Oh. 
mother's milk. But it's, uh, <laughs> it was really interesting. Oh, I've met your mother, she looks nothing like a baby. <laughs> no kind of bean at all. Um, Bino. Bueno. That's what you used to get called. Oh. No Bino. But anyway, that's what sure it was. It was Mr. Bean. Bueno. Oh. I did get called that. What is it? was like, And they was like, oh, like Mr. Bean. And then he was like, Bino. And I was like, oh, God. Anyway. That's a whole well, I was trauma that I don't really want to live. Um, anyway. So, yeah, into the trauma. They were great. Well, there was a film club back then. Yeah, they, they were called Film Club back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was it. But it was, it was fascinating, you know, just to kind of sit. And unusual for me to be on the other side of stuff, to be mm. kind of like sat in front, yeah. in front of 80 students and, and you know, ramble on about things and not swear, which I don't swear that much, but when I try and get a laugh, I tend to sneak a few words in there. It's like, no, they're all kids. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was great. It's been great since. So we had involvement with them at one point or another. Three yeah, we used to, do, we used to teach the kids um, how to do, they don't, they don't do the red carpet anymore, but we used to teach the kids how to do, uh, be red carpet reporters. Nice. So we've been, yeah, we've been uh, connected to it for, for a, a um, well, quite a number of years, haven't yeah, we really? Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's, and you know, there's something great about being around kids that's full of enthusiasm and, you know, they're brave as well. They're, and, and interestingly enough, I think some of the themes of the, of the films that were winning awards were really kind of like mature themes for, I don't mean kind of adult themes, but. But like mental health. Yeah, absolutely. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. It was and Ryan, we chucked you in at the deep end, didn't we? And yeah. you were, uh, we got you on the camera. Yeah. Uh, recording the you interviews. Swim. How did you find that? I loved holding the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing quite like holding a camera. I, like I, was, I, I had a bit of. This a, guy's doing a good job. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. He's, he's very very still. Yeah. 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 Hasn't, hasn't shaped once. I know. Yeah. Amazing. I, know. I should learn from him. Um, <laughs> or her. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. This person, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's fun. I had a, a slight bit of imposter syndrome, but it was uh, no, it was good. No, it was good. It was good. Should we have some so, interviews? Oh, I was going to say, who, who were the patrons then of this? Um, um, well, Barbara Broccoli <laughs> is okay. um, um, a major um, patron. So right. there were people like Eddie Redmayne there, wow. um, Luke Evans. Um, we were lucky enough to speak to Andy Circus, um, Jason Isaacs as well, and Malachi yeah, Daniel Kirby. Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe was there the the year as well. So there's there's a lots of mm. um, and Naomi Harris as well. She's um, uh, you know a real advocate for the for the yeah. charity um, as well. So wonderful. Yeah. So we were lucky enough to speak to. Should we speak to hear what Let's Andy Circus has to say? Far more. Oh, far he's more always got, he's always, Andy Circus has always got good stuff. Yeah, he amazing. has. So we it love good, him. It was good to see him without dots on his face. Without yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, the camera. Dots, I thought there were spots. He's <laughs> like, oh, that's what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was so special about the Interfilm Awards? Just uh, the, the level of filmmaking, the absolutely brilliant ideas, um, the thought-provoking, relevant, topical um, subject matter of the, of, the, of the films. And I thought the Interfilms, as I say, this is my first award, so I thought it was going to be much more naive and younger in, and, and innocent in a way, but actually the subject matters that they chose were really important and, and current. I mean, he's touched upon what you said there, Ryan, that, that these themes as well and these films, you would hope that, you know, 
their contemporaries will see these films mm. and it, it brings that sort of inclusivity mm-hmm. really isn't it but I, I, the, the age range is from I can't remember what they are well, I can't remember what the categories are I can't, I can't remember what the categories are young people between 5 and 19 wow yeah yeah it, 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 it is good that it is good to hear things like this, though, that they're being inclusive because, you, you know, one of, the, one of the things about the industry, you know, which has frustrated yes. us, or I know we've yeah. talked about this for many years, yeah. is the fact that it, it can be quite elitist yeah, yeah. and nepotistic and, and, you know, all of that sort of thing. Yeah, in terms absolutely. Of, so, so, the, so the fact that um, these guys are doing this to... to no, there's to, an avenue for, for kids yeah. to, to explore and experiment and, and create as well, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, I don't know what we've got some more interviews. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they've just disappeared. Oh, so they've just disappeared. You can, you carry on doing the technical Talk stuff. Well, so there was different. No, yeah, so basically, there's live do action, <laughs> documentary, animation ca- categories. Um, there's review writing as well. So depending on what your what you're interested in, there is something for you to be able to tap into. Mm. Um, well, you I, do a bit of review writing. I do do a bit of review maybe, writing. Maybe we should we should oh, put that. Yes, as well, I will maybe. actually. So there's the uh, the one for. <laughs> thank you, Netpigs. I'm like, like you. Yeah, I should have you as my agent. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you're you're welcome again, Keith. So yes, I have a review <laughs> website, Netpigs Online, which reviews all kind of online streaming content. And also our premierscene.net channel as well. We've got reviews on there. Ryan, would you like to plug your review I, channel as well? I think that's fair. Uh, y- yes. <laughs> it, it, ticket, 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 tell uh, me. Yeah, I, I also Just write ticket? for no, 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 no ticketreviews.com. Uh, um, again, it's about uh, films that stream uh, online. Yeah. So you can see them, watch the review and, uh, or read the review and go and see it straight away. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah, you're still. No, it's just the. Internet it's just. Oh, it's just bombed out. Oh, oh, that's what just what you, what you want. Oh, I'd like to say as well, it was hosted at the uh, Odeon Lux, and I don't know whether you guys have had a opportunity. Do you know I've not been yet? That was well, the first time we've been. No. It's beautiful. I have to say, it's stunning. Yeah, it is really stunning. They've, they, it's kind of Art Deco, so it's it playing to that kind of golden age of cinema, which I totally love. We like that. Premier scene is very much. Based on mm-hmm. on the, on that kind of look and feel, um, with a red carpet, with the red carpet, oh, okay. um, as, but uh, but also it's very contemporary uh, as well in there, isn't it? And yeah. you know, it, it really had needed a makeover, hadn't it, for oh, years? And, yeah, I think so. Um, in fact, we saw the last film show. We there, did, which was the post. We did the post, and it was uh, and, Tom Hanks. Uh, and Steven Spielberg. Did, Steven did the Spielberg, uh, yeah, 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 him and Tom Hanks uh, did the intro, didn't they? They did, yeah, um, they did. And that was literally the last film that that main yeah. screen, the oh, wow. famous screen there, yeah. it was the last film. They, but, you know, even though there's something what, classic what about that yes. old screen, it was annoying because, you know, it, there wasn't enough of a rake on it and people's heads yeah, would get no, in the definitely. way. And you got yeah, a lot yeah, of echo and reverb, you know, because of the old yeah. stuff. So, yeah, it, it needs a... It needed, it, it a, needed a, a... Yeah, and mm. we, we did... We were lucky enough to go in into the auditorium, didn't we, and, and yeah, see, oh my goodness, it, it really is. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was all right. And, and well, it was how many? Yeah, but I mean, they've made the bold move yes. of actually taking out loads of seats to make the seats that are there 
a lot more roomy mm. for you. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a bold, risky move that. But you've got, um, you've got prices are a bold, but, risky move for it. Well, that's but, it, yeah. isn't it. But it is. It looks. But it's, it's, it's lovely. Yeah, it is, it's it re- is. I mean, it really is nice. I mean, when you compare with you know what they've done with the Empire. Which I know we've had this discussion yes, many, many, have, many times yeah. all together. Yeah. Not on the podcast. Separate podcasts. So, yeah. This is a chance to make it a bit more. But like The Empire, which was my favourite cinema, just yeah. is now this silly world and it's just black and it's just awful what they've done. It's, it's there's soulless, no character it? and yeah. they just ripped out everything that was interesting about that cinema. Yeah, well, there was a sense of history yeah, and exactly. occasion in, in The Empire, wasn't there? Yeah, whereas with, you know, the review had a, a, had a like a revamp and that looks a lot mm. much nicer in there just like cleaner and but what Odeon have done have just made it they've just come it's a funny it's like, I mean this is this is a whole we could have a whole podcast on this but I mm. mean it, th- th- this is the interesting thing with um you know movie exhibition now is is you know we've we've got obviously well it's quite controversial in 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 the uh, in the news at the moment, but we've got you know there's so much home cinema available yes, now, yeah. and so much streaming and online that um, you, you, you know I mean I'm still I'm kind of old school in yeah. so much as I still like the cinema oh, experience yeah. and I yeah like, that shared experience yeah, as well isn't yeah. it with with others in the audience and things as long yeah, as those right, others yeah. in the audience are on, actually on their respectful which is yes but it, 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 this is it yeah. it's like I know we've said before about it but it is you know it, it is that community experience so when yeah. I went which how long was that how many years ago it was it was, it was, know, it was 25th anniversary of Back to the Future so oh, um, yes so it was a few years back now but they were doing a, a, like a brief press screening in fairness, but you just go there and I just nipped out to the loo and came back so I thought I'm not going to miss anything that I haven't seen already. And when you see <laughs> just like all those heads, ah, you know, you're just like, I'm going to miss, but you see like all those heads kind of Sorry, illuminated by this, this, this spectacle on the screen and which looks, I mean, used to seeing the film so many times on the small screen to see it on the big screen is always a massive yeah. trick because there's so much more you see yeah so much yeah. more detail it's such a there. richer texture yeah. Yeah. but just seeing everybody there just in, just engrossed in this film and yeah. it's like that is exactly what you yeah. don't get on home cinema mm. it doesn't matter what you do technically and, and you know you might go to a four screens um 4k screen or watch or get a 4k tv so there is like in terms of technically what you're seeing is almost identical but you just you lose so much just that whole experience about going out there and mm. stuff. which in some respects I know we spoke about horror but horror is slightly different whereas most people's horror experiences are at home yeah that's nature, true actually yeah well video nasties I mean, what, well, well, you know, absolutely into the cinema so yeah. yeah one of the things again, again sort of back to Fright Fest but yeah. one of the things that's so good about that is you do get the you know community feeling but the yeah. thing is yes. Fright Fest goers and fans are really respectful in so much as you don't get glaring screens no. and phones no, on and calls right. during the film or even um, kill uh, well he would absolutely yeah. he, do, he does videos about it you know um, turn, turn your bloody phone off you oh know, who, do, who does that uh, Ian at Fright <laughs> Fest oh yeah yeah um, but uh, you, you know you, you get that but, but at the same time the audience has fun yeah. So there are moments when something will happen where everyone will cheer or applaud yeah, yeah, or, that's or true, whatever. Actually, yeah. and, and, and I don't mind 
interaction from the film yes, in, in, in that, that respect. respect. Yeah. I mean, I hate people talking in films. I get really annoyed about that. And well, I hate... when they're sat next to you, not, not actually talking on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I only I like, like silent movies. <laughs> That's it. I, I don't like movies with, 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 with dialogue. No, um, but, but yeah, no. no, no but, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, but, but, no, but, but I mean, audience members talking yeah, during yeah. films. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm the and, same. And, and, uh, but, you, you know, in, in, in that Fright Fest type environment, you kind of like it when the audience the is enjoying yeah, it around you. Yeah. You feel that, and and even you feel that excitement and that enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. and and even the other reaction, like the yeah. Lords of Chaos. You, you know that had a okay. I'm sure nobody wanted to get vomited on, but, um, <laughs> but, but to be fair, the, you know, the feeling it's, it's in the cinema, it's a, it's the feeling of the screening I was in of that, just to, to look, it wasn't that, a was, rocking horror. Um, you know, the the you could you could sense the tension in the room, yeah. not just because of the reaction of people in our yeah separate screenings, but you could feel the sense of tension. Yeah, and that that was something that I've never I haven't experienced yeah, for a while. Sorry, folks. Which, it's, which a, it's a conversational a podcast it is, yeah, that we're well, going to go exactly. on, on all sorts of uh, mini tangents. Exactly. But, I'm talking yes. minis. You did press record, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We the wee ones. Do, what did we want? Malachi? Malachi. Malachi, let's, uh, Malachi Kirby's one of the uh, guy, one of the presenters. But this was for the Best Animation Award. Congratulations, because you've won the Best Animation, haven't you? Can you tell us what inspired your story, please? Um, what inspired it was like um, at the time loads and loads of people were using the food bank but um, I used the food bank once and I got I got bullied a little bit but it inspired us like to calm down the bullying and did you did that inspire you as well to put that as part of your story yes and what made you use animation as part of the the, the reason why you wanted to make the, the film um, we used animation because it's a fun way to get it to, to, to make the film, to actually make it work. And because film is such a collaborative effort, everybody working together, do you think um, do, you, do you think you learn more about working in a team? Yeah, it helped to make to make the film. It helped to make us work as a team. We uh, made more friends and stuff, and it. Yeah, the, we were introduced to methods that help us get things done quicker as a team. And Malachi, what was it like watching the film? I mean, it, the, the, the quality of the work is phenomenal, isn't it, for people so young? Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I just had no idea that kids was making work like this. You know, it's incredible and very inspiring. Films and film, um, companies like Interfilm that are promoting education, not just also uh, not just making films, but also educating about film I think that's really important as well isn't it yeah definitely I think that as I was saying um kids have a voice and they're paying attention to what's happening whether aware aware of that or not um they're tuned in and so I think we need to start listening more and, and do you think were you a part of a, of a youth group or anything like this when you were a, when you were no but I wish I was like I <laughs> I was I, I had no idea about anything like this happening when I was a child What's, what's so special about animation? Um, animation, I think what's special about it is you get the chance to express yourself in a way that's not limited to, you know, just what you can see or what you look like or what you sound like, you know. Um, you get to get really creative. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that you guys chose this one. Uh, so it's, it's 
Makes food you banks. think it's food banks. I know. Wow. Yeah. This is what I mean. This is the, the, the incredible kind of themes that the, the kids sort of picked up on. I mean, I wouldn't even think about making a film like that. So it, it, it's great how they're encouraged to expand their imaginations and, and, and they're educating, mm. aren't they, really? I was actually thinking on, another, on the other side of it, this is probably another podcast as well, um, but you kind of think, I, I, don't, I, I don't, just playing devil's advocate, I don't want to think of kids as growing up and making serious films mm. from such a young age. Like, yeah. It's great that they're aware of these things. Yes, but that's like true. If I was that age, I'd want to make a film about ghosts or yeah, yeah. or <laughs> you know whatever I found fun so I'm, I'm hoping they do find some fun along the way yeah, they, that's when a good they're point. writing stuff yeah. and I hope that we haven't ruined a whole generation of, <laughs> of, yeah. of kids by, by basically making some of the decision that some people have made <laughs> oh yes yeah, exactly. that's, that's true that's true well that was the Interfilm Awards and so the last film we're discussing um, today is The White Crow mm. directed by the amazing Ray Fiennes. I'm gonna, I'm a, unashamedly a, a really big fan of his as, a, as an actor and a, and a filmmaker. He has um, made this film about the ballet dancer Rudolf Nureyev, mm -hmm. and it's um, the story that takes us to the point in his life where he defects to the West from Russia, and the story is told in a um, non-linear fashion and there's kind of three chapters that we touch upon his impoverished um, childhood then the areas uh, the, the, the period of his life where he's in Leningrad which is now St Petersburg um, where he's studying to be a ballet dancer and then in the kind of the, the, the kind of the third part is where um, him and his fellow performers go to perform in, in Paris and um, and they're there for about five weeks. And while he's there, he is com completely consumed by the, the, the art, the culture, and how. And it's really beautiful how they've shot it, and how all of all art of whatever form it is, he then takes away for from for him to then inform him as a as a dancer. And um, he gets to meet friends while he's over there, some, some Parisian friends, and. While he's out and about, he's also being closely followed by the KGB, and um, you know then they're reporting back to to Russia that he's, I mean he's turning up for his performances. He's not doing anything wrong other than just wanting to go and he's a young man. He wants to live life, um, and then it kind of gets to the point where they're all going to move on to London, and um, that he's told he's going to have to return back to Moscow. And then he knows once he goes there, he'll he'll never come back out. And so um, he he declares diplomatic immunity in the airport, and it causes quite a, a, a kerfuffle. I'm not giving anything away there. I'm That's saying, the, not spoiling, it, well, right? it, well, it's it's not really because people people know of Rudolf Nureyev is that he yeah. defected to the West, mm -hmm. um, and then became this pioneering dancer and, and choreographer. But the way that um, David Hare has has written the screenplay, and um, Ray Fiennes has has I would say choreographed this film as well. It's just utterly beautiful, and um, Oleg Ivenko is the lead uh, who plays Nureyev, and he is a dancer, mm -hmm. a ballet dancer, and um, turns actor. So it's a it's a beautiful film. I'm you know I loved Ray Fiennes 
with what he did with Coriolanus. I mean, that yeah, was yeah. the, the first time I ever walked out of a cinema and my arms, I had hair stood up on end and I, I was just completely shaken by mm. what I'd seen. It, it had such a kind of, a, 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 such a physical effect on me. And so, um, and then The Invisible Woman, he went on to direct um, as well, um, about Charles Dickens. And and so so now he's doing this other this other story, which I think is it's I think he said that he found it difficult to fund because he didn't want to use famous faces. He's using Russians because mm-hmm. um, it is you know that authentically in in the Russian language rather mm-hmm. than you know using Western actors mm-hmm. with you know that adopt. A Russian mm. accent. It's it's so it's all very much about authenticity. Ray Fiennes appears in it. He I was going to say, is he yes, in the film? he does. Yeah, he yeah. He, he plays um, Pushkin, which is Nureyev's teacher in in Leningrad, um, which is one of the stories. I uh, one of the questions I actually put to Rafe. I don't I don't know if you want to pull up the interview Let's... and then we can probably discuss it a little bit further. But no, I don't. I'd like to think I wasn't giving a spoiler away. I no, suppose he didn't know yeah, the yeah, story. The ship <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but I um, I just adore his work. To be honest with you, he's just a master craftsman as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Watching the film and uh, it felt like almost like life imitating art. Pushkin uh, teaches Nureyev. Yourself as the director is teaching Oleg the craft of screen acting. Was did that create a lovely symbiotic relationship? With Oleg, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Of course, I'm in, in. I'm, I'm, effectively teaching or guiding Oleg as a young actor who was never act, a, young, a young screen actor. Um, and in in the film, I'm his teacher, also guiding him. And also, he's guiding me. I mean, I'm attempting to speak Russian. I think I, I put it off, but I definitely had to ask him, "Is that okay?" Did I sound? He gave me little tiny language hints. <laughs> Um, and that was very grounding for you as, as well. It was the film is the result of extraordinary collaboration. It really exists because I was blessed with an amazing um, cast and crew, and who gave of themselves and their time and their artistry. And I mean, we, it was a tough film to finance. We didn't have a lot of time, and people gave of their energy and their, their commitment. So I, I feel blessed. And the story's told wonderfully in a non-linear order. What made that exciting for you as a filmmaker and also sort of visually as well? Uh, well, David Hare had written it and I both felt we, we resisted a linear approach. We felt there were exciting possibilities of, of portraiture, of looking at a human being by juxtaposing their, their childhood and their student years and their present moment. So Paris moments go against... Childhood moments go against a few years back in Leningrad and I... I believe it gives us a quite interesting portrait. We're reminded of, like, I, I see a picture of yourself as a child now. I, I make a connection and I think about your life and now that little girl became you now. And that's an interesting way to contemplate someone. And um, the beauty of, 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 with film, obviously, you can take multiple takes to get the best performances. With the, when, when you're shooting the dancing scenes, did you have to be more mindful because of those, the intensity of the performances and the physical requirements? Yes, in fact, I, I had met briefly Carlos Acosta, who I don't know, but I went to see him doing a show and I was introduced to him afterwards and he said, can I give you a word of advice, Rafe? I dance and jump for a living, but I can't do it repeatedly for a camera because he had had, been asked to appear in a film and he said I had to dance and jump again and again and again. So I was mindful of Oleg's 
stamina and quickly quickly it's um you realize that the challenge that you can't you don't have the luxury with a dancer that they can repeat and repeat and repeat these complex and difficult um, moves uh, very good. Yeah, I yeah. just think he's amazing. I, yeah, I, I mean, you know, well, I think he's very—he's become a very interesting film yes. maker. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, his journey there is quite interesting. That you know, obviously, um, he had quite a career as an actor. Uh, you know, prior to that, and you think of some of the directors that he's worked with over the years. So he really had the opportunity to kind of learn from the best. Mm as he was going, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've not seen this one yet, but I've seen the previous two films. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I think he's uh, he's very good. Interest, it'll be interesting to see this one with him in a, from an acting perspective, mm. in, a, in a bit more of a, you know, a supporting role, a bit yes, more of a backseat. Yes, that's right, yes. Because obviously he was, he was also playing the leads in, in, both in, of the, in others, the other films yes. as well. Um so yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, to see what, to, see, to what... see how that affects the yeah the, the the film. But I do, I yeah, obviously, clearly, I mean, obviously, I find you know the whole actor director thing very interesting. Mm. And um... well, I think I wonder whether you get to a point in your career that you want to be able to be in control of the story from beginning to end. You know, as a, as an actor, you're you you're you're turning up and you're um, you obviously. Deli more than delivering your lines but you're performing but you're not necessarily you're not in control of what the end product is whereas um i think it was george clooney that says it's much more fun to be the painter than the paint mm -hmm. so you know as the painter usually you've been doing some amazing artwork at the moment he uh he has ryan hasn't yeah, he? we'll add those in somehow yeah yeah we'll, we'll get that we'll get those in but in the backdrop next time. yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> put, put the price on 10 pounds uh, <laughs> Um, and, and I think you, you work, yes. materials no it really doesn't <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, I think we're seeing more and more aren't we that, that directors uh, actors are turning to direct and Bradley Cooper's another one because they mm. want to kind of see the story from beginning to end yeah I mean this has always happened you know from Olivier to um, Orson Welles to you know whatever, but yeah. you, you, yeah, you're right. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's not. But at the same time, yeah, more and more seem to be um, seem to be doing this now. Yeah. Um, you know, Angelina Jolie's. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, so we're not just talking about men. Yes. Yeah. No. Time, no. You know. That's right. Yeah. Well um, done. Yeah, well done, Keith. Longevity, though, doesn't it? As yeah. Well, yeah. To, a, to a career. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because uh, at the end of the day, you do go in and out of fashion. So that is, exactly, it's just, yeah. just self-preservation. Yeah. My, my plan was always to have the, the acting career when I was young and then move into directing like a lot of these people have done. Unfortunately, I've kind of, I'm, some, I'm behind schedule on this. <laughs> well, that's all right. Um, you name me a film that right, doesn't yeah. go beyond schedule. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but 20 years? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good night last night, wasn't it? It was. It was a cold red carpet, but everybody was... It was really cold, which, because we've had bizarrely mild yeah. weather, which yeah. is a concern in itself, but nothing to do with film, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but it's, it was, it was, it just flowed. You yeah, know, we just it got did. there, they turned up early. I think we'd done and dusted in an hour. We were, the talent turned up on time, early. It was, it was amazing, it was, uh, actually. organic publicity. It was. It was. So a shout out to them. Yeah, yeah, orga yeah we love organic. Um, so that was The White Crow that's being 
released the 22nd, Friday the 22nd of March by Studio Canal. Okay. I love Studio Canal films as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm you seeing know, it tomorrow. Are you? Oh, yeah, with, the, with the Q and A. Are you? <laughs> oh, I am so jealous. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. But you saw it, right? I have seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll That's be cool. watching your film. I actually. <laughs> I, in fact, I've seen it Two twice. Lights. Wow. I did. Okay. I saw. I well, it was at the L- It was at the LFF. Oh, you okay. see, so I, I was fortunate enough to interview him twice about it. So oh, it was great. nice the first time I could ask him a bit more about Nuri F and this time around I could ask him mm. kind of a bit more about the filmmaking and yeah. stuff. But yeah, he's always great. very kind of... Yeah, he's always... He was he's well, he, he, he's he a real spent player. a fair time talking to you just Yeah, then, he yeah. did. No, he was very yeah, generous right. with his yeah. time. Yeah. Should we sign off with our network links and whatever it is that we want to promote social networking-wise? Keith... Go ahead. You want me to start? You okay. can start. Um, about this podcast? Or your, about whatever gym? podcast, whatever okay. film you're making, uh, whatever web um, series you want to okay. vlog today. <laughs> Blimey. <It's so> <laughs> the if, list if, goes if, on. If you're remotely interested in uh, in seeing anything that that I've made, um, you can see some short films if you go to YouTube and put in British Isles. That's E-Y-L-E-S, as in my last name. You like what I did there? And... Um, <laughs> As I said, there's some short films there. I am also involved in another podcast called Movie Heaven, Movie Hell, which um, I co-host with Simon Aitken. And uh, the premise of that podcast is essentially we're going through the A to Z of filmmakers and we are picking movies of theirs that we love and movies that we don't and discussing that. And also we do lots of sort of geeky genre type movie spin-off episodes and whatever, including the X-Men franchise, Star Trek, Star Wars, you, you know, etc. Batman, you name it. Um, and uh, Your web series? Oh, yeah. I'm currently... Uh, a friend of mine called Ian David Diaz has a web series on Amazon called Rebecca Gold. And uh, I have a part in that. Uh, I guess. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, you hold a gun. Uh, yeah, indeed. You, uh, you have a weapon. Guns. And um, yeah, that, 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 that's enough from me. I that kind of covers it. Uh, yeah. Ryan, Anthony, either of you two lovely gentlemen want to go next? Go for it. No, I have nothing to declare but my genius. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about that interview you did? People want to see more. Oh yes, of that yeah, the the uh, the whole. Yeah, if you want to see more of the the Lee Cronin interview on the Hole in the Ground, then go to premierscene.net. Thank you. Yeah, me nothing. Absolutely nothing. You've got, you've got. I am in, I'm in <laughs> final <laughs> stages of of our documentary on Ghostbusters. I guess I yes. you if you didn't. Yeah, you've got to I'm, I'm I'm off next week to do the grade and the sound mix, so which will complete everything that needs to be done on it. So it's quite a moment after 11 years yeah, yeah. that we are now yeah. at this stage. And where can people find more about this? Uh, we've got the w- yeah. website, which is buenoproductions.com, and obviously on Facebook, because that's you know, where everybody lives, really. Ghostbusters.com. Do look for Ghostbusters.com, and it's all there. We haven't done any update, uh, like a post that an update, and it's on Kickstarter as well. You can, we've got links there. Um, and we haven't done an update this year yet, because we've just been finishing. Yeah, we have. We're yeah. just kind of, there's a lot of like, intricate stuff that we're finishing off and until that's kind of all done then we can do an announcement about it being finished and all that kind of stuff but until it yeah and the screenings and things like that and we're all close now to getting all that 
but it's just finickety things that just got to be kind of like little things got to be tied up and then it's complete so but next week starts that that final that final stage so final polish which is quite exciting it so is very exciting it's grading sweets on a big thing yes it's cool it's really it's really exciting now so um, it's all good that's it it's all good and may find find what we're doing at premiercene.net um twitter at premiercene facebook at premiercene and we've got lots of more exciting interviews coming up um, over yeah. the next couple of weeks. So we're hoping, hoping to be at the Dumbo premiere. That will be a Tim Burton yeah, film. So nice. that's what we're looking forward to um, coming up. And otherwise, we're hoping to see you all in the next sort of couple of weeks, really. Isn't Absolutely. It? Really, so, for, yeah. the next, uh, yeah. for the next podcast. So thanks for joining us. Yes, and you. we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Give us a like, subscribe and spread the word, please. Yeah. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. Bye.